Well, hello there. It's time for Go to Bed with your host, the Suze, and your other host, the Ken. The Ken. Yes. Your favorite Ken and Barbie duo. That's right. Oh, yeah. Beelze Barbie and Ken. We had two weeks off. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, it afforded us some time to get a whole bunch of stuff done for our eBay all store. You, yep, all you missed is me crying over the snow. It's true. But it is December, and it's happening, and that's okay. Getting it used is. to it now. Well, and it's supposed to be 60 degrees here on Saturday. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's very erratic. I don't get it, man. It's 60. It is wild. So. Yeah. ABS. Remember what ABS stands for in our uh, world? No. Go ahead and tell me. Always be sourcing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. And Ken to, was. Yeah. He's got today. his eyes eyes peeled for the prize his his old eagle eyes yeah so well first of all uh yeah hoping hope everybody uh can make it tonight but yeah we do have uh two new chapters from the road to oz we're gonna skip jerry of the circus for a little bit and check out a kid's christmas special from 1937 uh at least it, it, there, there's like 36 episodes so i don't know we'll see what people think um, but it's called the Cinnamon Bear. A lot of people might be familiar with that. And yeah. um, I'm I'm excited about that. I, I haven't heard of it before, but I think I have. I feel I feel kind of vaguely like I should. But yeah. So quick, hello, living on Long Island. How hey, you living? doing? He's in the Discord chat room for Radio for Humans. He is. He is. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so we're going to, you know, we're going to get back to all our, you know, stories and stuff. And we'll talk about what we sold and everything. But I'm kind of mm -hmm. excited to talk about what we just got today. I spent a whopping thir $13. <laughs> Acquisitions. To, to source uh, for, and I found some great stuff. Yeah. I, I found, you, well, you was do. it this local discount store marks um and uh i was in the produce section i was just there to get groceries uh you know get some deli deli stuff get some uh some uh produce uh, some canned goods we're whatnot. all out of lemons and i just can't live like this and you know? you know you know what's funny too is i actually ran through their cl their closeouts to see if maybe they they had some movies or something because mm -hmm. every once in a while they do get DVDs and, and you yeah. know and stuff in and it's but it's usually Lots of like good stuff there yeah it's usually like a thousand copies of the same same damn thing mm -hmm. so I'm in the produce section and I look over at the very end the very last shelf of the closeouts and what do I see I see four big Rubbermaid bins. If you hear if you hear a strange pulling sound, um, that's yeah, me peeling the price stickers off of. Oh! <laughs> I figured some Willem sitting here. I might as well peel the three for Ding. a dollar. Three for yeah, a dollar. Three for a dollar. Yeah. DVDs. And we're gonna sell them for at least sixteen to ten. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're previously they're previously viewed. They say previous. Oh, they, are? they have stickers that say previously enjoyed on the back. 
but they're they're resealed, and some of them have uh, what appear to be rental stickers from uh, Hollywood Video, maybe because they they yeah. put the the like Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> I found Ginger Dead Man one. We have Ginger Dead Man two and three <laughs> in a lot. Um, so I might yeah. have to rethink that lot now that I have the first one. Um, mm-hmm. starring Gary, Gary Busey is in Ginger Dead Man. Very exciting. It's one of those full moon entertainment movies, but it, uh, at the top of them, they have stickers that like say GI horror. So GI for gingerbread man horror for, you know, you, you know, classifying it. Then I found, I found some really great obscure stuff. I found, uh, I'm looking at this one movie called Novel Romance. Has sexy uh, lady legs and fishnets on the front. Yeah. And it has Tracy Lords and Sherilyn Fenn. Oh my God, it's got Tracy Lords? We will and sell Sherilyn, that. And Sherilyn Fenn. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, you know, you know, I'm in a weird place where I'm like, Tracy Lords, choo ching. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Romance in Cigarettes, uh, a film by John Turturro. With Susan Sarandon and James Gandolfini and Kate Winslet. Um, yeah, so Romance and Cigarettes. Uh, that that looks fun. Some that's, sci-fi- from, that's from the 90s or before. We have yeah. no Romance and Cigarettes anymore. Sci-Fi Essentials from when Sci-Fi was still called Sci-Fi, not S-Y-F-Y. Sci-Fi Essentials... Um, a, a movie called Threshold, the infestation has begun and it has giant moths from outer space attacking the earth. Yeah, so that, that's, that's great. Kind of awesome. I want giant moths from outer space. Yeah. We so gotta the, look that. See, the thing is like, we want to watch all these and then we sealed. can't like open them or they decrease in value. So we wind up like finding them other places which is awesome now this one is just downright offensive um but uh it will somebody will buy it it's called extreme chick fights yeah someone will buy that and it's like real like mixed martial arts of women beating the snot out of each one another um a foreign film a foreign sexy comedy film Called Antonio uh, Antonia's Line. Uh, it's an Oscar winner, best foreign mm. language movie from two thousand five ish. Five Tales of to- Terror, Trapped Ashes from the biggest names in horror: Sean Cunningham, Joe Dante, John Gaeta, Monty Hellman, and Ken Russell. I, I the three of those people I've not heard of, so I don't know how, how they're the biggest names in horror. <laughs> Uh, loaded with bonus features. Another foreign film called Novo. It's got a naked guy in the front. Nice. Uh, so, you know, sexy foreign films sell, people. Oh, yeah. They, they love, love that sh- shtick. Um, another, uh, a movie called Punch, which is about, it looks like it's, um, a, a movie about female mixed martial arts. Again, offensive, okay. but somebody will buy it. Um... So that's just the first stack. I got oh, tons no. more. I, I don't know if people know, but yeah, we're in business to be in business here. We we sell a lot of sexy, sexy titles or sexy, sleazy or yeah, sexy and sleazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not we're not going to be like oh no, we won't we yeah. won't buy that kind of stuff. 
Well, yeah, we're I, not doing that. I got a resealed copy here of Star Trek: The Original Series with two episodes. I don't think it'll yeah. sell for much, but if somebody's collecting the original series on DVD and they need this mm -hmm. these episodes, they might just snag them up. Sure. Um, and I've got Star Trek Original Series stuff. Uh, this one has Miri and the Conscience of a King, both from uh, 1966. Um, a movie uh, called. Uh, let me see. No, I thought that was Zac Efron, but it's not. Um, I have no idea who it is. It's, it's called The Ultimate Gift from the best-selling novel by Jim Stovall. It looks. It has Brian Dennehy in it and James Garner. Oh. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So it, it looks. It and that's another thing too that we have sold is you know we sell to a lot of women, so we sell a lot of romantic stuff and a lot of um, you know. Uh, uh, well, well, honest to God, you know, women are, are probably more diverse in their buying habits than men are uh, when it comes to movies because, you know, men are kind of predictable. They want dumb, blow-up action stuff. And, you know, we sell all kinds of different uh, amazing stuff to women. But, you know, and I'm just going by the name that's on the orders that we sell. It could be somebody's wife, mother, girlfriend, whatever, that a guy's ordering under, but... You know, we sell a lot of great stuff to, to women. Um, a lot less predictable in their buying habits than men. Not like, it's not like we tell a ton of romance stuff. It's not like we're out there going, cha-ching rom-coms, you know? I mean, yeah, some rom-coms sell, but, yeah, but we, have we just certain, got them in collections. Yeah, we, we there's certain, but no, we've done okay on some of the romantic stuff. So yeah. this one looks interesting. I don't know what it is, but it's called... Uh, this is called the Unknown Trilogy, um, mm -hmm. and it says a twisted treat for fans of the Twilight Zone, Night Gallery, and Tales from the Dark Side. So that's kind of fun. Sure. So I mean, I'm saying I got some really cool stuff. Uh, yeah, what's this? You uh, do. Amanda Peet in 1999. It looks like a fun party movie with Amanda Peet. Mm -hmm. So cool. it's the premiere edition. Never even heard of it, but it's like Amanda Pete in front of a disco ball. So I was like, "All right, let's grab it." Um, yes, I'm still peeling stickers off. <laughs> There's a lot. I just don't want to accidentally. DVDs. You're saying like most of them are closed. Most of them are just sealed. about every single one of them is factory sealed. Um, but they're thirty three cents a piece, basically. Yeah, thirty three. So. Uh, yeah, three for a dollar. So. You know, yeah. after tax, you know, uh, they're going to be about, what, maybe 35 cents a piece. Um, yeah. And uh, one called Demon's Kiss Obsession Can Turn a Woman Wild. And it has a woman in, like, a loincloth and tiger stripes all over her bare back. So, nice. so that's. That uh, is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I mean, and it's just such a Love bad it. cover. It's just such it a bad, bad photoshopped cover. Uh, but <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, never heard of this, um, but it's got Christian Slater in it. It's called Love Lies Bleeding. So maybe inspired by the Elton John song. Um, yeah. So that one is and, not. Uh, Living on Long Island says, How many bad. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me. How many Hallmark holiday movies can you sit through? Yeah, a lot. Um, <laughs> we that. have some of them on VHS, which is hysterical to me. Um, <clears throat> but I just they listed just made one, one on DVD. Yeah, I just, mm -hmm. I just listed yeah. one on DVD. 
Anything for love, and, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And some Hercules. Hercules is a hallmark. One of the one of our Hercules no, copies I think is a hallmark. Cleopatra. Yeah, I think that's a hallmark. Yeah. There's uh, a couple hallmark that are like historical, ancient things. It's it's pretty adorable. Yeah. Oh, then there's the yeah. the Snow Queen with Bridget Fonda. That was her last movie before she retired. <laughs> it's like oof. Your yeah. last movie. You you're gonna make your last movie a Hallmark movie? Well, I guess. Uh... <laughs> Tis the season, man. Tis the season. Uh, got uh, something called the Eden Formula. Some kind. Some experiments should never be attempted, and it's got a big T Rex on the front, and it has uh, Z Lister Jeff Fahey. Uh, so from Body Parts and Lawnmower Man, I believe. Um, you know so. Uh, the, uh, uh, currently Elliot Page, uh, in the Tracy Fragments, um, so, uh, we got that, uh, let's see, there, I mean, there's some real, I haven't even gotten to some of the stuff that, that really just made my eyes bug out of my head, uh, Daywatch Unrated, I, I don't know, it's like, it looks like it has, a. I, I, I gotta read the title on this. This looks ridiculous. It says, uh, Only one thing stands between peace and Armageddon. The supernatural agents of Daywatch who fight to control the armies of light and darkness. Where the sun, where uh, When the son of a senior Daywatch officer turns to darkness, the forces beyond the imagination are unleashed, and the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Like the Matrix. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to compare yourself to the Matrix? It has evil crows all over it. And a lady with devil horns. Or Is that Susanna Arquette? Mm. Hang on. Let me check the cast on this. Uh... No, I don't recognize it. Wow, those are some, those are some Eastern European names. So Yeah, oh gosh, yeah. This is like... Oh gosh. Yeah. I just looked it up. Um there there's this movie called A Cluster Funk Christmas. Oh yeah, a that's Cluster Funk Christmas with um with Rachel Dratch. 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 Yeah. Dratch. I I had to look it up to find her name and stuff. And it's totally making fun of those made for TV Hallmark movies. Got to see that. I thought it was adorable. And yeah. they were just they were they were really playing on the the predictability, which was adorable. Yeah, so... Uh, oh, anyway. Killer Ant movie called Glass Trap. You can't lose. I mean, even if we don't sell it. I mean... Sure. It's a Killer Ant movie. And? What do you... what? What's bigger and badder than Killer Ants? Well, Killer Rats. We have Killer Rats now on DVD. I think we have this on v VHS, too. Yeah, I think we do. I think we do have that on VHS also. Killer Rats. I think it has... But hey, now we're giving people options. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, I love this because I think... Um, yeah, Ron Perlman's in it for like 30 seconds. Oh, my uh, gosh. He's the big That's name. <laughs> he's the big name. That's right. Um, and uh, they, they got you know just enough dialogue for him to be in the trailer for this movie. So... <laughs> But, um, yeah, so let me see. The Butcher. Every dog has his day. Looks like a dumb action movie, but we sell dumb action movies. Oh, and it has Eric Roberts. Oh, yeah, it. we sell dog, dumb action movies. Julia Roberts' brother, Eric Roberts. 
um, her, the, the lesser of the Roberts. And uh, let's see, what else? Uh, something called Broken with Heather Graham. Ooh, I haven't seen that. Uh, it's not sealed, so you can watch it. Oh, and it has Jake Busey, Yay! who has the same exact birthday as me. Well, we got something from Gary and from Jake today. What do you know? We got Ginger Dead Man and Broken. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Gar uh, Jake Busey was born on the same exact day as me, June 15th, 1971. Um, and something called Salvage, which looks like a one of those torture porn horror movies. Uh, like, um, what's that one? Hostel looks kind of like that. Uh, this one, terrifying. Mercury. We try to stay away from the creepy torture, like Saw, but we got Saw for sale. Yeah, we but. sold Saw. We sold the entire Saw collection the other day. Yeah, bye bye Saw collection. But we uh, we haven't run into a copy of the Human Centipede. We wouldn't sell. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think that might be a bridge too far. There's a few movies that yeah. I I absolutely will not sell. Bosnian yeah. film will not. We have lines. Um, we have lines. But there's a there's a really cool looking movie that's got some schmutz that has to be wiped off the the cover. Uh, but uh, it's oh please be on the shrink wrap and not on the inside. Ugh. Um, it's called Mercury Man. It's like a a knockoff superhero like looks like a knockoff of daredevil or something he knows no fear the man with no fear um he knows no fear so yeah it looks like a martial arts superhero movie look the costume is really cool on this guy for mercury man obviously a lower budget studio trying to cash in on the superhero craze um but you know again we like low budget stuff because they didn't crank out a gazillion of them you know yeah you know, that's that's how we sell stuff because there's not a ton of them around not Titanic. Yeah. It's not Dances with the Wolves we're selling, although we are selling those. <laughs> um, here's a Western. Although we are selling Dances with Wolves, we do have a copy of Dances with Wolves. If you're into that. Yeah, I do have a West. Uh, I found a Western horror movie called uh, uh, The Quick and the Undead. <laughs> oh my god, that's adorable. Yeah. Come on, that's adorable. Um, there's a, I, I have seen parts of this movie, oh, speaking of Saw, from the producers of Saw, there's a sci-fi, a weirdo artsy sci-fi movie called Repo, the, uh, the Genetic Opera, mm -hmm. um, and it looks really, you know, it, it, it it's, it's kind of twisted. I think Paul Sorvino's in it, too. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and that's Paul Sorvino. Um, so Mira Sorvino is Papa. Uh, who mm -hmm. played, I think he, he filled in for Raymond Burr in a Perry Mason special after Raymond Burr died or something. Um, this one looks really weird. Rigoletto, is it some kind of, he, he looks like some kind of creepy clown. Verdi's masterpiece is a powerful blend of story and music. That's the exciting thing, because when Ken finds this stuff, he's like, I don't know what it is. And then we find it on Wikipedia, and then we're like, wow, now I know about a movie. Yeah, you it's know? just... So we it's, can educate ourselves for fun. Yeah, and, you know, that's that's part of the reason why I think I sell some of the um, weird stuff. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that, you know, because I, I take the time to describe what's in it. Somebody will just list yeah. it and leave a generic title on it. Won't tell you anything about who's in it what it's about mm -hmm. um 
Found a nice copy here of a resold copy of Brotherhood of Blood with Sid <laughs> Haig, with Sid Haig, who was uh, you Lord. know um, <laughs> go started way back in Spider Baby and of course did all those Rob Zombie movies. Um, yeah, he was Captain Spaulding, the evil clown. Um, ESL English as a second language. I I don't. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's a foreign movie, so I got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. Van Wilder, freshman year. I figured that's sleazy enough. Um, a Killer Upstairs. That's a good one. Uh, let's see. I'm almost... Uh, we've got a few more here. I'm going to stop peeling stickers so I can just go through it real quick. Fangoria's Gore Zone. Uh, Joshua. Some mistakes can never be fixed. Just the name Fangoria on a DVD is going <laughs> to boost it. Uh, she Lives by Night. Oh, I think this is an old school movie, too. Let me see what year this came out. No, I, I think it's kind of... No, 2001. They kind of made it look old. Uh, Red Ridge. Looks like... That looks like torture porn. Murder <laughs> One... Oh, Murder One, episodes 17 and 18. Oops. I probably wouldn't have bought that. <clears throat> I didn't know Murder One was the name of a series. I don't know a lot of these these newfangled TV shows. Uh, Cerberus. TV shows. Cerberus, the Guardian of Hell, three-headed wolf boy. Um, <laughs> something called Hindsight, Evil Breeds. Uh, guy holding a knife on the front also looks kind of torture porny. <laughs> Dead above ground. Somebody, yeah, that looks really Antonio Sabato Jr. That's a really dumb, awful cover, but it it looks bad but cool. Berkeley captures the soul fest of the sixties. Um, wait, oh, this actually has like. Oh, Tom Morello did this? What? I don't even, even understand. Uh, let's see. Uh, Headhunter. Uh, a Paul Tarantino film. Not the, the lesser <laughs> of the Tarantinos, I guess. Um, and then, uh, let's see. House of Blood and Webs. A parallel dimension, a gateway to and hell. Webs. Webs. So, yeah, so that's it. I think it's like 39 movies I got for 13 bucks. So, ABS, always be sourcing. So, um, ABS. yeah. So, excuse me. Sorry. It's easy um, to find some, that's no problem. It's easy to find good stuff for you. He's got a good eye, you know. I mean, I find some good stuff too, but lately you've been finding the, the real good stuff, you know. Well, you can't go wrong with that's horror cool. stuff and sleazy stuff because people want horror and sleaze. You know, yeah. it's a, you know, they want sex and blood. Um, they do. And if it's have... sometimes together. Yeah. And, you know, we don't, we don't know, like, with the new variants running around, we could be stuck inside for a while, so. Yeah, and Get you know what? Get a scary movie and chill out, man. You know what's awesome about this acquisition is, I think this might be the first time we've found product cheaper than packing material. Uh, and, you know, well, no, I, I take yeah. that back. Uh, no, we, we, 
In a store, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Not in a state sale or anything like that. But yeah, so that was um, that was a hell of a little haul. Yeah, and we've got stuff coming. That's the thing. You just found a wholesale. Yeah, we did our first wholesale order through a company yeah. called Garden State Movies. And uh, they sell brand new closeouts, and we found it, but they specialize in horror and sci-fi. Yeah. So that's a, uh, yes. And Foxfire's right. Horseshit doesn't smell so bad. Cow shit, on Not the other so hand, bad. is terrible. Well, you know, horses, they just eat hay, right? They just eat grass and hay and mm -hmm. nice things. Grains, that... oats. Yeah, grains. Yeah. Um, don't let them eat They're straw, nice though. Don't let them eat straw. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. That's bad? Straw's bedding. Yeah. They shouldn't eat it. Um, I don't know what'll happen if a ho horse eats too much straw, but I don't think it's good. Um, but yeah, yeah, horse poop is, is uh, so one of the least offensive poops in the world. We used to throw it at each other <laughs> when I lived on a farm. We, you know, Tough, seen, you did uh, not. That's disgusting. Sure, sure. I'd pick up a, a, you know, a horse pellet and whip it at my sister's head. Oh my god, that's awful. She did so much worse to me, so whatever. Um, okay. Yeah, she she used Terrible. to knock me around pretty good. So, uh, but Older yeah. sister. Older mean sister. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. no, yeah, I'd throw a horse turds at her. It was funny. Um, it was funny. I would wash my hands. Or, you know, maybe mm. even grab a work glove. Um, mm. So, But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, no, they were, uh, so yeah, this was, this was a fun little, uh, trip. Very unexpected. So it really cut into my time for today because I was like, all right, we're going to go to the grocery store. And then Susan had to be wondering what was taking me so long because I saw these things and I was like, I'm not, I'm not leaving until I've gone through everything. The security guard came up to me and he was like, he's like, oh, let me know if you see any scary movies in there. And if he would have looked in my cart, there was already like 20 in there. You know, and I was like, yeah, already taking them all. I was like, yeah, I'll uh, he's like, I'm looking for urban ones and I'm looking for for horror. And I was like, when I found a bunch of urban ones as I was going through and I was like, here, 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 you know, and he was like, you see any scary ones? And then I saw one scary one that I was like, well, here, you know, and I just gave him one because I didn't want to be complete creep. But it's like, dude, you're working. <laughs> you're working. You were the security for the store. Go be go secure things, you know. I'm filling my cart with these DVDs, so and you're uh, definitely not going to be stealing DVDs no. for thirty three cents a pop. Oh my god, can you imagine? So that'd be um, adorable, yeah. but not smart. But yeah, so you know, good thirteen dollars spent. Hopefully, we can flip. They're a already few of them. a steal, right? Yeah, hopefully we can flip a few of them right away, and uh, you know. Make yeah. make that back. So I'm I know I'm gonna be listening some tonight after the show because you yeah, know again, and while I'm thinking of it, mm -hmm. if you find the receipt, give it to me. I don't it know. Was, it was yeah, I think it's in the bag and it was in one of these bags. Probably in the bag, yeah. So I didn't see it's right it. here. Cool. Let's see. Let's see find it on there. Uh oh, let me see. I don't see closeouts thirteen fifty nine after tax. Nice. So yeah. Why not? 
Uh, there it is. Why not? We'll have some movies to post, some movies to talk about, some movies to look at, you know? Yeah. We're getting a little more niche. Yeah, we're yeah. We're... Voodoo Zombie Boutique, your one-stop horror connection. We're yeah. definitely trying to live up to our names. Just listed uh, some really cool stuff uh, recently. I have another Mario Bava Italian gothic horror flick that I put up. Uh, called Kill Baby Kill. Nice. Yeah, I saw so, that. So yeah, so we we like the. Uh, sorry, now I'm trying to get rid of these stupid plastic bags. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, lots of fun stuff, and you know, we still have our Christmas stuff up, and um, that oh yeah, that reminds me, we should probably play. What we sold the last three items that we sold. Yeah. So yeah. are you excited? Yeah. All right. So here we you go. Got it. Here's a, got, we got, got a four and a half minute break of what we sold. Mm-hmm. Universal Pictures and Imagine Entertainment invite you to experience the magic of the classic story as it comes to life like you've never seen before. In a place where the Christmas spirit is everywhere. Have the best Christmas ever! Well, almost everywhere. Counting down the Christmas clock, old young people... Blast this Christmas music! It's joyful and triumphant. Jim Carrey is... The Grinch! I must stop this Christmas from coming! From Universal Pictures. But what would I wear? Oh and Imagine Entertainment. I forgot about the reindeer. Action! Brilliant! Mr. Grinch? I myself am having some Yuletide doubts. Don't care. Maybe if you can reunite with the Who's and be a part of Christmas. Maybe if you can reunite with the Who's and be a part of Christmas. Grow up! If you think you know the whole story. This could change my entire outlook on life! Really? No. <laughs> you don't know Grinch. I'm going to throw up and then I'm going to die! Jim Carrey. In a Ron Howard film. <laughs> the Grinch. Oh, somebody's fabulous! Flowers. <laughs> yes, I, I received a delivery from you this morning, and I was wondering if you had any record of who placed the order. An anonymous gift from a secret admirer. Oh my God, I could go for years on that. I sent you the flowers. Yeah, I, uh, I cleaned out the city. And you made this incredible arrangement of flowers for someone you've never even met? Marry him. Marry him now. One question. Why me? I like to take these walks. One night, all the windows were dark, except one. I saw you standing there, and you were crying. Yeah, I haven't been able to. Stop thinking about what made you so sad. You, uh, 
Oh, do you want to you come up? There's something I'd really, I'd really like you to see. <laughs> the whole thing is just completely amazing. <laughs> yeah. This is your first time out there. I would really be afraid to see you put too much on this. It might be too late. I think I'm in love with her. You haven't told him anything about you yet. What is it? She had it rough. She just shuts off. I have fallen in love with you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. He's really changed a lot after Catherine died. I lost everything one second. Why are you so afraid to be happy? Don't you think that he's worth the risk? Someone who's making Lisa as happy as I've ever seen her. But? But if you hurt her, I'll kill you. Okay? Okay. Meet Sydney Fox. She's not your average professor. Sydney, hi. She teaches class. And kicks a whole lot of bells. I was told you find things of historical interest. Sometimes. All I wanted was a nice little teaching job. You ain't seen nothing yet. Join Tia Carrera on the ultimate adventure. Relic Hunter starts Monday at 7 on Pick. That's right. I started my own TV network. It's British. Pick. Uh, <laughs> on pick i had no idea uh yeah so obviously that's in syndication now but tia carrera's relic hunter kind of an indiana jones style uh uh tv show uh that we just sold a best of dvd box set of that yeah um it's like one of those box sets, like early box set too, where it's like, it's not all the, it's not the complete episodes. It's not, you know, or it's not the complete series. It's not a season one or a season two. It's like, here's just a bunch that we think are the best ones. And we put in like, in like five regular size DVD things in a flimsy cardboard box, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, nothing, nothing special or streamlined about it. Uh, a lot of episodes though. A lot of episodes. Yeah, that other, the second movie in there, that was the Christian Slater romantic movie from 1996, I think, called Bed of Roses. Yeah, Bed of Roses. Which sold is a, on a double feature DVD with Pump Up the Volume, another Christian mm -hmm. Slater movie. Pump Up the Volume. I remember Pump that. Up the volume. I saw that in the theater. Had a decent soundtrack. Yeah, um, that's why. And uh, and then the first thing we sold a VH factory sealed VHS copy of uh, How the Grinch. Oh no, the, just the Grinch. It's just, I think it, the Jim Carrey just movie is just called the Grinch. Yeah. So, um, so uh, so yeah. And, and that uh, was sealed, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a brand new, yeah, brand new I think copy. It was brand new, yeah. So, and those clamshells are such a pain in the butt to ship. Because they're they so are. big, but it's cheap, but it's just finding a box for them. You know, it's cheap to ship. It's like four bucks or something to ship them. Um, you were impressed still. by clamshells at the beginning of all this. And now you're just like, well, Ugh. no, I like real clamshells. I don't like the flimsy Disney clamshells. I like the hard plastic clamshells, the, you know, that the early movies, yeah. you know, or, or the, yeah. 
second run movies came in the sturdier clamshells. Um, you know, yeah. like like those Terminator ones, those thorn, thorn, EM, uh, thorn EMI Terminator ones. Speaking of which, we should probably list the second copy of that. Um, <laughs> because that sucker sold for like 60 bucks. Uh, but yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, so we sold, uh, that's, that's the newest stuff we sold. And, um, then, uh, let's go, let me, let me see, um, what we got here. Um, we got my eBay selling sold. Uh, so yeah, before that we sent, we sold a Star Trek spoof called hick trek yeah 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 that was great well it's hillbillies versus cats apparently that's um, fine whatever floats your boat oh uh, speaking of sleaze and horror uh the <clears throat> ultimate sleaze and horror movie uh vhs copy 1995 red lips vhs with michelle Ooh, bauer yeah. and kitten natividad holy grail sleazy horror hard to find 205 dollars i sold it for yeah I was proud of you. I was uh, proud of you. You know what? I tried to watch that because I wanted to know if it was based on this song lyric I know by the, you know, whatever. The Dictators. By the Dictators. I can't think. Yeah. Um, Handsome Dick Man. I, I found it to be hard to watch because it was just, you know, badly acted and all that. But it was an interesting... Well I, I love it because it's like this girl becomes a vampire because she, she does this... Like this doctor injects her with something, and yeah. she's like, and then all of a sudden she's a vampire. I mean, it's so the story is so bad and dumb. And then yeah. at some point, uh, her girlfriend is is like, you need to go back there and and have them, you know, uh, you know, make you better, or, you know, make take this curse away from you. And she's like, I can't go back there; they'll kill me. There was no indication of any kind of hostility no at this clinic where she was. No indication it, that they knew who killed the doctors there. Yeah, yeah, she like killed. Yeah, it, it was just ridiculous. Um, Silly. We also sold. Let me see. Uh, Lethal Seduction with Julie, Julie Strain, nineteen ninety seven. Uh, sexy R rated action, forty four ninety nine DVD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we sold uh, Dune. 1984, the David Lynch one, with Frank Herbert's Dune from 2000 from Sci-Fi. Um, uh, sold those for for 20 bucks. Fall Guy season one, 24 bucks. Hot Wheels World Race 2003. Hot Wheels, a Hot Wheels cartoon from 2003 with a lenticular cover. Uh, and we added a, a Hot Wheels toy from yeah. 2003 to it. And uh, sold ever seventeen fifty. Uh, Angel Fist, Katya Sassoon, sexy kickboxing. Roger Corman produced thirty one fifty for that. Halloween three thirty six ninety nine. Cruel Intentions twelve ninety nine. The Joys of Jezebel. My tail is hot. Something weird. Hard to find. Sexy Satanism thirty three fifty. <laughs> yeah, you've had that a while, so. Yeah, and uh, we, uh, let me see, um, we'd sold Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer on VHS. Yep, remember that? Oh, Hard Ticket to to Hawaii, $140. We sold that. Yeah. I and I would that. have never known that you, that that was not really 
available anywhere. I mean, you you found out that that was rare by looking around. You yeah. couldn't find it anywhere else on eBay or, you know, on the internet or whatever. Oh, and so through the international the sell, sellers program, we sold a copy of Psycho uh, from 19, 1998, the, the Vince Vaughn one, the remake. Yeah, the Anne Hesch one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Eternal Sunshine and the Spotless Mind, 1919. Ed now, I was the one that saw that that sold for a little more than yeah. regular. So how much was uh, that again? Uh... 20 bucks, $19 and 19 cents. Um, uh, Ed Sullivan's rock and roll classic smash hits of the sixties on VHS, 10 bucks. Yeah. Uh, China fitness, 2000 VHS sealed, uh, WWE China, the late great China, uh, 1150. (laughs) Uh, Oh, and then, uh, Pee Wee's big adventure, uh, factory sealed sixty eight nineteen. Frosty the Snowman seventeen ninety nine. The way way back, brand new movie ten nineteen. Friday and next Friday, uh twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, Those so together I was proud of myself. Yeah, we sold. Oh, and I sold some uh, Stephen King uh, audio cassettes. Um. Nice. Yeah, so you know, screen uh the the Drew Barrymore variant scream twenty five ninety nine. Private lessons fifteen nineteen. I think we're we're almost to where Yeah, that that's 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 everything since you know so we actually slowed down on our sales lately, which is a little bit of a bummer, but we're um, yeah. we're hopeful this weekend things pick up. Well we shall see. Um, but and yeah, so start shopping for Christmas, you know, you don't want to leave home. So you can see there's quite the mixed bag of stuff we've sold. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, you know, and it's nice because, you know, where our DVD quotient is, all, is just about as high as our VHS quotient now, and it will soon yeah. surpass it actually. Um, but I want to be known for VHS to DVDs and Blu-rays, you know. I don't want to just be sure. pigeon pigeonholed because, you know, more people are going to buy DVDs and Blu-rays than they are VHS. So, True. But the hardcore collectors are going to seek out the rare stuff. I did uh, I did send uh, an offer, but they didn't bite. I, I gave like 50% off that... that uh, the that one that we got the the jerk that said we were the worst for pricing that Marilyn Chambers uh, yeah, uh, yeah. R rated VHS for uh, Party Incorporated called it as a oh, I think you have a price too low I'd like to offer you three hundred dollars plus shipping J- J K you're the worst and then I messaged him back and said I know it must be hard to find a Marilyn Chambers movie you can watch with your family. So I understand why you're so upset. But I sent an offer on that. I have it like 150 and I sent an offer for 85 bucks. They didn't take it. So um, we'll see. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, and, and you know, I, I wish there was something. But you see the Christmas stuff sprinkles in and that sells okay. Yeah, it's, you it's, know. it's surprising and it's kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, some, some dirtbag tried to low... We didn't have our offers set up right on something. Some dirtbag sent, 
an offer for $4 for Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Pretty pristine DVD copy, not sealed, but a really nice, clean copy of it. $4. I'm paying yeah. $3.19 shipping, at least, at least $0.25 cents in the packaging materials I would send that in. And the time and the effort to make the listing, take it to the post office. You know, so and all my, our items my, are free shipping. So my labor, my labor, you know, you know, out the window, you know, not getting paid anything for that. Uh, so essentially, I should have sent him the movie plus a dollar. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, and and it's like you know, screw you. So I jacked the price up on it, and it sold for eleven ninety nine. So, because yeah. uh, I got I, I got lowballed, somebody was like four dollars, and then somebody else was like five dollars. I'm like, no, screw you! It's a pretty nice DVD. It's not a piece of junk, you know. It, yeah. it is a strange, and we watched that stupid cartoon the other day. It we was did. on. It was on. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, FX or something. I don't know. The CW. I think it was on the CW. And yeah. we were watching it, and I, and I was like, wow, they're really actually trying to do damage control on the lyrics of that song with that cartoon. She'd been drinking too much eggnog, that line. They were like, don't drink too much eggnog, Grandma. And she's like, uh, oh, don't worry, I took my, my allergy pill. Uh, she's like, darn, it's such a shame to have an allergy to eggs. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> That's not what that song's about. That's you know. not what that song's about. That was there was no egg allergy in it. And then, of course, the spirit of this song was kind of like, you know, uh, as for me and Granddad, we believe because you know, it, and it talks about how well he's coping with it and everything, and you know, he didn't care, and it implied that you know she was dead, and she got run over by a reindeer, and you know, you may say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and Grandpa, we believe because it, it kind of sounded like they wanted her gone. Um, they found her Christmas morning at the season of the attack. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's she, right. She had claw marks on something, an incriminating claws marks on her back. Yeah, hoof marks on her forehead, and incriminating claws marks on her back. Yeah. So in the cartoon, they yeah. they didn't show her body. They they uh, they did the lyric, but they just like found her mug or something, or in her scarf or mittens or something. Um, and then it turns out that Santa Claus like whisked her off to the North Pole, and she lost her memory. And you know, uh, and of course, the the whole subplot of the film is she owned her own little store, and the some corporate jerk was trying to you know buy it, and there was a, a conniving, uh, um you know, family member who was trying to cheat grandma out of the value of her property or something, you know, they were going to get like a million dollars for selling her, her store or bakery or something. I don't know. It was so dumb. And all it did was just, it, and some of the songs in the cartoon, well, they, they made new songs for the, the, uh, grandma got run over by reindeer, uh, and for anybody who's just joining in. Um, the Dr. Elmo or whatever his name is, he did some more songs for it, and they were terrible. They were terrible. There was like, you know, Grandma's jamming in heaven with Elvis or something like that, you know. <laughs> and, 
oh, it was so dumb. It was just, it, it was, was just dumb. painful. It was one of those things where it's like that was the '90s cartoon I avoided and did not watch. So I was like, you know what? Let's watch this thing. Yeah, it, you know, we're at the point where if we have it in our store and it's on the TV, we'll watch it. Yeah. It's like oh, okay, let's just go ahead to, and check it just out. To maybe educate ourselves and then maybe we'll add something to the description or yeah. something like that you know so um but but yeah so it was it, i do not recommend it <laughs> it's such 90s animation too it's just like you know it, it, it's like so many 90s cartoons and um but yeah it's it's it, it, it's painful Oh, we just listed a copy of the 1979 Rankin Bass uh, Jack Frost special, which is really fun with Buddy Hackett. Yeah, and I love all that. I want to keep all that. Yeah, I think we have but a collection, I, I a Blu-ray collection with that on it. Is the thing? I think we have like a Blu-ray collection with uh, four of those movies, and then I think we have Rudolph of our, our own copy of Rudolph. I don't know because I like buying the 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 stuff, so I'm sure. To, so I get to see it every year, you know, because I never and know when it's something's going to be on the TV. Hmm? I'm a ranking best girl all the way. Oh, yeah. That'll get me in the mood for Christmas every time. So actually, I should do that today. And uh, I keep forgetting to ask you, Ken, but I got to find my the advent calendar. I've looked almost everywhere. Oh, got to find the advent calendar. It's what it's the what day is it? Um, the 10th, 9th, 10th, the 9th. The ninth? Yeah, the ninth. this this would be not suitable if we if I had children, we had children, but yep. Yep. So, uh, but yeah, so we're, uh, you know, we're probably going to start doing some kind of decorating here soon. I am not the biggest fan of decorating anymore. I like decorating, but. Yeah, I just know I'm gonna have to take it back down. <laughs> mm -hmm. I just know I got I'm gonna have to take it back down eventually. So yeah, you know. Well, we've had a few Christmases where we didn't bother, but I, I got, I got out our little, our little our little our little Santa with the white boots, and you liked him. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, we should just get a holographic Christmas tree. <laughs> wow, never thought about that. Why not? They do that with Ronnie yeah. James Dio concerts now. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, there was something else that's in our store that I watched the other day and I really kind of enjoyed. Well, a while back we watched 13 Ghosts, the the mm -hmm. one with Matthew Lillard. Uh, that was a pretty fun movie. I enjoyed that. Interesting. Um, yeah. And then there was another one. Oh, gosh. Um, well, the Scream movies, I have a newfound respect for the Scream movies after watching them. Um, Pretty cool. I think I saw most of them. I don't think, I, I don't know if I saw the fourth one. There's four, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I think I, but the first one is, I mean, speaking, speaking of Matthew Lillard, um, my God, Matthew Lillard did a masterful job in Scream. That was, that was some brutal, brutal acting. Um, when it got to the climax, my goodness. Um, and, um, but now I'm trying to remember there was something else that we watched that is in the store and, and I was really impressed by it and I just don't know what it, mm. what it is now. So I'm not sure. 
putting a lot of things well, on the TV in the background. The craft doing work. I did watch the new craft. We put some new stuff on the featured items on our front of our store, but I guess they just made in two thousand in twenty twenty they made the craft legacy, which was next continuation of the craft from the nineties. So yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to see. And it had David Duchovny in it, right? Yeah, it did. It was kind of neat. Yeah. And so, Pally Spaney. I don't know. So I watched that. That was kind of cool. Yeah. So it, yeah, our, our store, it's kind of fun. We're, we're doing some uh, uh, interesting, you know, categories for it. They're on the front page, there's um, featured listings just in holiday collection and bestsellers. So mm -hmm. another kind of another interesting thing. I, I, I have a bunch of uh, sealed Star Trek stuff I just put up and I have the final episode of Star Trek The Next Generation on VHS sealed and um, that sells pretty well. So I'm hoping that goes. And hey, I got yeah. this original Star Wars trilogy on Blu-ray up there, too. I think that was my personal <laughs> copy. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Sell it. Um. Just got the Wasp Woman, Roger Corman, the Wasp Woman put up. Mm -hmm. That's a bad B-movie classic. Awesome. We still have our a couple copies of Spider-Man Far From Home in anticipation that people might be wanting to see that before the new movie comes out. Yeah. Um, and, we uh, got it. Yeah. You want it? We got it. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, we stumbled into uh, uh, one of our recent acquisitions. We had a lot of movies from 2020 in there. Or fair, you know, handful. So we were just like, all right, let's put those in featured items. There's one that really looks cool called the Alpha Project that I want to check out. Oh. Um, and oh. uh, it's about a murderous AI. Yeah. That um, a family is abusive to a robot, oh. and she goes and beats him up. No, she kills. I him. hope so. I hope the. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm just kind of. AI makes me sad. Like, I want to be its friend, but it kind of creeps me out. Um, but yeah. Uh, Adam's mentioning the Hobbit Rankin Bass. We used to have that. I was just searching for it, but uh, I don't see it. You know? What, the Hobbit? I think we sold that, the Hobbit Rankin yeah, Bass. Yeah, yeah. I think we yeah. have a Lord of the Rings Rankin Bass. Um, I don't think so. I don't think we have it. I looked under Rankin, and all I I just see uh, Jack Frost, Rudolph. It might not be and, under. Uh, it might be under. Here uh, without Santa Claus. Wait a second. Uh, items for sale. Uh, let me see. No, I. Uh, hey, yeah, Lord of the Rings. You're right. Yeah, so there's a Lord of the Rings DVD, right? Or VHS? I think it's VHS, yeah. Is it the yellow one with Gandalf on the front? It is. Yeah, because I the think... That's the one I was looking for. I thought we had another one that was like a close-up of Frodo or something on it, but I don't remember. So, we, it might not be listed yet. But you could have two Renegade movies with Lorenzo Lamas for the low, low price of eighteen ninety nine. Yeah! <laughs> Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, but okay. anyway, anyway. So 
Check. Well, my voice is starting to get a little scratchy, so I think we should probably go to the break. <laughs> All right. Well, it's just about eight o'clock, so it's about time to break. Yeah, we got to get to story time too. So yeah, we're gonna try it. We're gonna check out the cinnamon bear instead of. Uh, um, I'm excited about the cinnamon bear instead of uh, uh, Jerry of the Circus tonight. So, but I saved our yeah. spot on Jerry of the Circus, so we'll cool. know what it is. But let's nice. go ahead and go to the break right now. Um, we'll play some uh, vintage commercials, my generic vintage commercials. And, Gotta love uh, them. We'll be back. When you're looking for a treat to freshen taste and keep breath sweet, get double smoothness, flavor too. Get the gum that's double good to chew. Double your pleasure, double your fun with double good, double good, double mint gum. This is Sandy Becker saying... Keep cooking with Crisco. It's all vegetable. It's digestible. Once upon a time there was an engineer. Choo-choo Charlie was his name we hear. He had an engine and he sure had fun. He used good and plenty candy to make his train run. Charlie says, love my good and plenty. Charlie says, really rings the bell. Charlie says, love my good and plenty. Finest ingredients aged for flavor. That's Lucky Lager. Flavor that's entertaining, enthusiastic, a very exciting beer. Lucky beer, premium beer, lucky premium beer. Keep the refrigerator stocked with Kraft's famous cheese food, Velveeta, to spread or slice for swell toasted sandwiches. Velveeta's a natural for late evening snacks, you know, because it's digestible as milk itself. And these days, you really ought to be buying rich golden Velveeta in the two-pound size. So you'll have plenty for snacks and also to melt for economical meatless main dishes. Remember, smooth melting Velveeta helps supply the protein you expect from a main dish, but the price is low. Tomorrow, get Kraft's famous Velveeta. This program is brought to you by the makers of Popsicle, Budgicle, and Creamsicle, those delicious frozen confections on a stick. Now I have a swell surprise for you. The famous winner of the typical American boy contest has now become Popsicle Pete. And here's a message from him. Hello, everybody. I sure am glad to meet you. And boy, am I glad I was picked to be the typical American boy. Because now I'm Popsicle Pete. I always wanted to be on the radio. And now I have a chance to tell you about some wonderful presents you can get. Free. See, you ought to see them. Hundreds of them. You get them just for saving bags from Nifty Popsicle... Logical and creamsicle. Some gifts, even better than Christmas. You can get a wristwatch, a movie camera, table tennis, a wallet, a doll. See, lots of gifts. Just save the bags from pop popsicle, creamsicle, and fudgicle on a handy stick. Boy, did they taste good. Wholesome, too, and nourishing. Made fresh every day of the finest ingredients. The biggest five cents worth anywhere. And say, kids, get the free illustrated popsicle gift list at your ice cream store. A free coupon comes with it, worth 10 bags. Dentists know what cleans teeth best. And over 4,000 dentists say Colgate Tooth Powder with a two-minute routine gets teeth sparkling and super clean. 
So to remove dull film and get your teeth shining clean, just brush teeth two minutes morning and night with Colgate Tooth Powder. Brush inside, outside, and biting surface. To keep your dog in top condition, get your pet complete nutrition. Feed him sturdy, make him sturdy, happy, friendly, pecky, furry. Any dog can be a winner if he eats some sturdy dinner. Feed him sturdy, beefy be sturdy, vet with pecky, insist on sturdy. After the dog who's tasted it, the doggy with the bit. You sturdy dinner, dog food is delicious. From San Francisco comes Right a Roly the San Francisco treat. Right a Roly the flavor can't be beat. One pan no boiling cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Right a Roly the San Francisco treat. Rice Roly the delicious break from potatoes. Now in six fabulous flavors. One pan no boiling cooking ease. A flavor that is sure to please. Rice Aroni, the San Francisco treat. is back yet but I'm here that's how you're hearing stuff so uh yeah what do we got 16 days till Christmas I think we're gonna take a couple more weeks off for Christmas and New Year's uh for both the shows but we'll be here tomorrow for It Came From Cleveland we're gonna be talking about um Boris Karloff Ted Knight maybe a little Red Fox Gonna be talking about a Christmas Twilight Zone episode, Night of the Meek, with Art Carney, and uh, Miles has a special World War II story for Adam, um, and yeah, so we'll be uh, all back in the saddle on that. Of course, we're gonna talk about the real Grinch with Boris Karloff uh, tomorrow too, since Christmas is around the corner. Not a lot of Christmas-centric stuff we talk about on the show, unless it's Darren McGavin in A Christmas Story. Or Kolchak. So, uh, you back, Suze? I don't think she Hello. is. Oh, there she is. Oh, kiddo teaser. Yes, it's time. It's happening. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, but I, I double-checked, and I, I we must have sold our copy. I think we had The Hobbit on a Slim Case DVD that we sold this past summer. I know it we was, did. We did have those, a copy of it. But. Yeah, it was one of those dollar store DVDs. 
Those and and those things are actually worth money now. All those movies that I bought for a buck or less, they're you know. Yep. And I I was a hundred percent correct about those weird double feature horror movies that I, I predicted earlier this year would be worth something. Um, because of the strange combinations of movies, they actually sell very well. So, and there's a lot of old ha Hammer horror films, Mario Baba, Dario Argento, uh, you know, uh, stuff like that. So, but, Michelle uh, loves the Hammer horror. Oh yeah, she's the number one Hammer horror fan. Yes, she she might very well be. So, uh, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. And um, yeah, so uh, looking forward to seeing what Kiddo is up to. Uh, I see a, a very shocked one of his faces is very shocked looking in in the teaser. So um, any um, yeah, uh, uh, anytime you want to drop it, drop it like it's hot. Um, anytime. Feel free, Foxfire. We appreciate it. So did you uh, say feel free, Foxfire? Yeah. Say that five times fast. Feel free, Foxfire. 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 There you go. Kenny Pick will take a challenge. I will. That's why I started my own British <laughs> TV channel. Um, <laughs> first in syndication, Relic Hunter, Tia Carrera. Uh, anyway, yeah. I, how cool it'll be to have a network where we just get to stream everything that's in our eBay store. So... Um, but, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, get back on the road to Oz because I've got two of the cinnamon bear episodes, uh, that I want to share. And, uh, one of these, uh, road to Oz chapters is extremely short. So, uh, but the first, first one's about 12 minutes. The next one is about five and a half. So, uh, let's go ahead and check out the next installment, chapter 11, of the road to Oz. A new character gets introduced. Shock. Shock. <laughs> There's like a new character introduced like every page in these books. Yeah, do that. He does that. All right. Here we go. Chapter 11 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 11. Johnny Do It Does It. It's getting awful rough walking, said Dorothy as they trudged along. Button Bright gave a deep sigh and said he was hungry. Indeed, all were hungry and thirsty too, for they had eaten nothing but the apples since breakfast. So their steps lagged and they grew silent and weary. At last they slowly passed over the crest of a barren hill and saw before them a line of green trees with a strip of grass at their feet. An agreeable fragrance was wafted toward them. Our travelers, hot and tired, ran forward on beholding this refreshing sight, and were not long in coming to the trees. Here they found a spring of pure bubbling water, around which the grass was full of wild strawberry plants, their pretty red berries ripe and ready to eat. Some of the trees bore yellow oranges and some russet pears, so the hungry adventurers suddenly found themselves provided with plenty to eat and to drink. They lost no time in picking the biggest strawberries and ripest oranges, and soon had feasted to their heart's content. Walking beyond the line of trees, 
they saw before them a fearful, dismal desert, everywhere gray sand. At the edge of this awful waste was a large white sign with black letters neatly painted upon it, and the letters made these words. All persons are warned not to venture upon this desert, for the deadly sands will turn any living flesh to dust in an instant. Beyond this barrier is the land of Oz, but no one can reach that beautiful country because of these destroying sands. Oh, said Dorothy, when the shaggy man had read the sign aloud, I've seen this desert before, and it's true. No one can live who tries to walk upon the sands. Then we mustn't try it, answered the shaggy man thoughtfully. But as we can't go ahead and there's no use going back, what shall we do next? Don't know, said Button Bright. I'm sure I don't know either, added Dorothy despondently. I wish father would come for me, sighed the pretty Rainbow's daughter. I would take you all to live upon the rainbow, where you could dance along its rays from morning till night, without a care or worry of any sort. But I suppose father's too busy just now to search the world for me. Don't want to dance, said Button Bright, sitting down wearily upon the soft grass. It's very good of you, Polly, said Dorothy, but there are other things that would suit me better than dancing on rainbows. I'm afraid they'd be kind of soft and squashy underfoot anyhow, although they're so pretty to look at. This didn't help to solve the problem, and they all fell silent and looked at one another questioningly. Really, I don't know what to do, muttered the shaggy man, gazing hard at Toto, and the little dog wagged his tail and said, Bow, wow, just as if he could not tell either what to do. Button Bright got a stick and began to dig in the earth, and the others watched him for a while in deep thought. Finally the shaggy man said, It's nearly evening now, so we may as well sleep in this pretty place and get rested. Perhaps by morning we can decide what is best to be done. There was little chance to make beds for the children. But the leaves of the tree grew thickly and would serve to keep off the night dews. So the shaggy man piled soft grasses in the thickest shade, and when it was dark they lay down and slept peacefully until morning. Long after the others were asleep, however, the shaggy man sat in the starlight by the spring, gazing thoughtfully into its bubbling waters. Suddenly he smiled and nodded to himself as if he had found a good thought, after which he too laid himself down under a tree and was soon lost in slumber. In the bright morning sunshine, as they ate of the strawberries and sweet juicy pears, Dorothy said, Polly, can you do any magic? No, dear, answered Polychrome, shaking her dainty head. You ought to know some magic, being the rainbow's daughter, continued Dorothy earnestly. But we who live on the rainbow among the fleecy clouds have no use for magic, replied Polychrome. What I'd like, said Dorothy, is to find some way to cross the desert to the land of Oz and its emerald city. I've crossed it already, you know, more than once. First Cyclone carried my house over, and some silver shoes brought me back again in half a second. Then Ozma took me over on her magic carpet, and the Gnome King's magic belt took me home that time. You see, it was magic that did it every time, except the first, 
and we can't expect the cyclone to happen along and take us to the Emerald City now. No, indeed, returned Polly with a shudder. I hate cyclones anyway. And that's why I wanted to find out if you could do any magic, said the little Kansas girl. I'm sure I can't, and I'm sure Button Bright can't, and the only magic the shaggy man has is the love magnet, which won't help us much. Don't be too sure of that, my dear, spoke the shaggy man, a smile on his donkey face. I may not be able to do magic myself, but I can call to us a powerful friend who loves me because I own the love magnet, and this friend surely will be able to help us. Who is your friend? asked Dorothy. Johnny do it. What can Johnny do? Anything, answered the shaggy man with confidence. Ask him to come, she exclaimed eagerly. The shaggy man took the love magnet from his pocket and unwrapped the paper that surrounded it. Holding the charm in the palm of his hand, he looked at it steadily and said these words, Dear Johnny Dewitt, come to me. I need you bad as bad can be. Well, here I am, said a cheery little voice, but you shouldn't say you need me bad, cause I'm always, always good. At this they quickly whirled around to find a funny little man sitting on a big copper chest, puffing smoke from a long pipe. His hair was gray, his whiskers were gray, and these whiskers were so long that he had wound the ends of them around his waist and tied them in a hard knot underneath the leather apron that reached from his chin nearly to his feet, and which was soiled and scratched as if it had been used a long time. His nose was broad and stuck up a little, but his eyes were twinkling and merry. The little man's hands and arms were as hard and tough as the leather in his apron, and Dorothy thought Johnny do it looked as if he had done a lot of hard work in his lifetime. Good morning, Johnny, said the shaggy man. Thank you for coming to me so quickly. I never waste time, said the newcomer promptly. But what's happened to you? Where did you get that donkey head? Really, I wouldn't have known you at all, shaggy man, if I hadn't looked at your feet. The shaggy man introduced Johnny Dewitt to Dorothy and Toto and Button Bright and the Rainbow's daughter, and told him the story of their adventures, adding that they were anxious now to reach the Emerald City in the land of Oz, where Dorothy had friends who would take care of them and send them safe home again. But, said he, we find that we can't cross this desert, which turns all living flesh that touches it into dust. So I have asked you to come and help us. Johnny Dewitt puffed his pipe and looked carefully at the dreadful desert in front of them, stretching so far away they could not see its end. You must ride, he said briskly. What in? asked the shaggy man. In a sand boat, which has runners like a sled and sails like a ship. The wind will blow you swiftly across the desert, and the sand cannot touch your flesh to turn it into dust. Good, cried Dorothy, clapping her hands delightedly. That was the way the magic carpet took us across. We didn't have to touch the horrid sand at all. But where is the sand boat? asked the shaggy man, looking all around him. I'll make you one, said Johnny Dewitt. As he spoke, he knocked the ashes from his pipe and put it in his pocket. Then he unlocked the copper chest that lifted the lid and Dorothy saw it was full of shining tools of all sorts and shapes. Johnny Dewitt moved quickly now, 
so quickly that they were astonished at the work he was able to accomplish. He had in his chest a tool for everything he wanted to do, and these must have been magic tools because they did their work so fast and so well. The man hummed a little song as he worked, and Dorothy tried to listen to it. She thought the words were something like these. The only way to do a thing is do it when you can, and do it cheerfully and sing and work and think and plan. The only real unhappy one is one who dares to shirk. The only really happy one is one who cares to work. Whatever Johnny Dewitt was singing, he was certainly doing things, and they all stood by and watched him in amazement. He seized an axe and, in a couple of chops, felled a tree. Next he took a saw and, in a few minutes, sawed the tree trunk into broad, long boards. He then nailed the boards together into the shape of a boat about twelve feet long and four feet wide. He cut from another tree a long, slender pole which, when trimmed of its branches and fastened upright in the center of the boat, served as a mast. From the chest he drew a coil of rope and a big bundle of canvas, and with these, still humming his song, he rigged up a sail, arranging it so it could be raised or lowered upon the mast. Dorothy fairly gasped with wonder to see the thing grow so speedily before her eyes, and both Button Bright and Polly looked on with the same absorbed interest. It ought to be painted, said Johnny Dewitt, tossing his tools back into the chest, for that would make it look prettier. But though I can paint it for you in three seconds, it would take an hour to dry, and that's a waste of time. We don't care how it looks, said the shaggy man. If only it will take us across the desert. It will do that, declared Johnny Dewitt. All you need worry about is tipping over. Did you ever sail a ship? I've seen one sailed, said the shaggy man. Good. Sail this boat the way you've seen a ship sailed, and you'll be across the sands before you know it. With this, he slammed down the lid of the chest, and the noise made them all wink. While they were winking, the workmen disappeared, tools and all. End of chapter 11. That went by quick. Yeah. Johnny Do It. I was going to make a post about how uh, Johnny Do It could really help my attic in probably no time at all. Oh, and you had to post Be Good Johnny. God, I hate that song with a passion. Well, I think that's the one that they're thinking of. The ones that, that was annoying. It was a very annoying song. Super annoying. So, almost as annoying as those corgis right now. Almost as annoying as the gang of corgis over at the side, neighbor. Yeah, it's... Sorry. Two of them. A whole gang of two. Um, yeah, so... Uh, but anyway. Uh, no, that that's fun. So, you know, they they got out of the soup pot. They met up with somebody, uh, Johnny Do It. And, uh, yeah, and I'm ready for the kiddo drop. Please, please, please. So uh, Ready. Because I've just been scanning movies to see what they sell for and i'm have i have a the higher price pile and the lower price pile from the stuff i bought today so nice anything uh, exciting exciting you know um yeah this that threshold movie about the giant moths actually seems to sell really well in this nice. amanda pete 1999 movie apparently is out of print so that one sells for like 20 bucks or something so that's kind of good 
And that stupid dinosaur Eden formula with Jeff Fahey seems to sell well, too. So, uh-oh, oh my god. Kiddo drop. Oh, wow. Kiddo borrows the love magnet. <laughs> <laughs> and a Chippos. Giant, a giant bag of chips emerges from... Is that... Uh, is that coming from the sea? I don't know. It's adorable. Please advise. Um, Please advise. That, that'll help you color, actually. Yeah. If, it, so, if he's in the sea or is great. he in the ground. That, that is yeah, great. the love magnet is a is a fascinating thing that would make my life easier. Sure, everybody's life. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we're uh, uh, yeah, that's great. Let's let me go ahead and uh, save this on my desktop. And uh, yeah, but the corgis will... the corgis are territorial and they like to bark. They're just, they're real, they're sweet. They're just, they're not smart. Like, no. The owner of the corgis has told them several times, this is Suze. She lives next door. I call them by name. Coming I open from, the window uh, and I tell them to shut up by name, but. Chips are coming out, they of, don't the know out of the sand. So, thank you. Nice. So, that's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, um, all right, let's go ahead and, um, uh, head back down the road to Oz and see what happens in chapter 12. What do you say? Let's do it. All right. Chapter 12 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 12. The Deadly Desert Crossed. Oh, that's too bad, cried Dorothy. I wanted to thank Johnny Dewitt for all his kindness to us. He hasn't time to listen to thanks, replied the shaggy man, but I'm sure he knows we are grateful. I suppose he is already at work in some other part of the world. They now looked more carefully at the sandboat and saw that the bottom was molded with two sharp runners which would glide through the sand. The front of the boat was pointed like the bow of a ship and there was a rudder at the stern to steer by. It had been built just at the edge of the desert, so that all its length lay upon the gray sand except the after part, which still rested on the strip of grass. "'Get in, my dears,' said the shaggy man. "'I'm sure I can manage this boat as well as any sailor. All you need do is sit still in your places.' Dorothy got in, Toto in her arms, and sat on the bottom of the boat just in front of the mast. Button Bright sat in front of Dorothy, while Polly leaned over the bow. The shaggy man knelt behind the mast. When all were ready, he raised the sail halfway. The wind caught it. At once the sandboat started forward, slowly at first, then with added speed. The shaggy man pulled the sail way up, and they flew so fast over the deadly desert that everyone held fast to the sides of the boat and scarcely dared to breathe. The sand lay in billows and was in places very uneven, so that the boat rocked dangerously from side to side, but it never quite tipped over, and the speed was so great that the shaggy man himself became frightened and began to wonder how he could make the ship go slower. If we're spilled in the sand in the middle of the desert, Dorothy thought to herself, we'll be nothing but dust in a few minutes, and that will be the end of us. 
but they were not spilled, and by and by Polychrome, who was clinging to the bow and looking straight ahead, saw a dark line before them and wondered what it was. It grew plainer every second until she discovered it to be a row of jagged rocks at the edge of the desert, while high above these rocks she could see a tableland of green grass and beautiful trees. Look out! she screamed to the shaggy man. Go slowly or we shall smash into the rocks! He heard her and tried to pull down the sail, but the wind would not let go of the broad canvas and the ropes had become tangled. Nearer and nearer they drew to the great rocks, and the shaggy man was in despair because he could do nothing to stop the wild rush of the sand boat. They reached the edge of the desert and bumped squarely into the rocks. There was a crash as Dorothy, Button Bright, Toto, and Polly flew up in the air in a curve like a skyrocket's, one after another, landing high upon the grass where they rolled and tumbled for a time before they could stop themselves. The shaggy man flew after them head first and lighted in a heap beside Toto, who, being much excited at the time, seized one of the donkey's ears between his teeth and shook and worried it as hard as he could, growling angrily. The shaggy man made the little dog let go and sat up to look around him. Dorothy was feeling one of her front teeth, which was loosened by knocking against her knee as she fell. Polly was looking sorrowfully at a rent in her pretty gauze gown, and Button Bright's fox head had stuck fast in a gopher hole, and he was wiggling his little fat legs frantically in an effort to get free. Otherwise they were unhurt by the adventure, so the shaggy man stood up and pulled Button Bright out of the hole and went to the edge of the desert to look at the sand boat. It was a mere mass of splinters now, crushed out of shape against the rocks. The wind had torn away the sail and carried it to the top of a tall tree, where the fragments of it fluttered like a white flag. Well, he said cheerfully, we're here, but where the here is, I don't know. It must be some part of the land of Oz, observed Dorothy, coming to his side. Must it? Of course it must. We're across the desert, aren't we? And somewhere in the middle of Oz is the Emerald City. To be sure, said the shaggy man, nodding. Let's go there. But I don't see any people about to show us the way, she continued. Let's hunt for them, he suggested. There must be people somewhere, but perhaps they did not expect us, and so were not at hand to give us a welcome. End of chapter 12 Shortest chapter ever. <laughs> I was just about to post in the chat room. Just go forward and keep the desert to your back and you'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's it's kind of like directions in Cleveland. It's like the lake's on the north. There you go. And the deep south is 20 minutes in any direction. <laughs> it's true. All right. Thank you, Foxfire. That, uh, that one so looks to be it. So... Uh, yeah, just having some transparency issues on the other one. But um, we're going to go ahead and save this one and get it done. So, uh, I'll, uh, oh, wait. Uh, yeah, I'm going to Johnny do it this thing. Johnny do it. 
Was that his name? Johnny Do It? Yeah. So, all yeah, right. Yeah. Well, what do you say? Do we, we, we see what this is all about, and we check out a couple episodes of The Cinnamon Bear from 1937, which is about a couple of kids who uh, are in search of the lost star for the top of their Christmas tree. Nice. And go on a high-flying adventure with Patty O'Cinnamon. I think is or, or no, it's Cinnamon. I don't remember. Patty O'Cinnamon? Yeah, I think it's Patty O'Cinnamon. Uh, he's yeah. um, uh, or Patio Enclosure. No. Um, ah. It's called The Cinnamon Bear. The Cinnamon Bear from 1937. And um, I'm kind of excited because apparently this has an airplane that runs on soda pop, which... Um, <laughs> is a sheer delight uh so yeah um but uh anyway let's let's check these out while we still have time here we go and here's the cinnamon bear This is the story of the Cinnamon Bear and his very marvelous adventures with Judy and Jimmy Barton. But we can't very well meet the Cinnamon Bear until we meet Judy and Jimmy. They are twins, and they live in a big, old-fashioned house. At this very minute, they're in the upstairs sitting room. And from all I can hear, Judy and Jimmy are busily engaged in that very pleasant task of writing letters to Santa Claus. Let's listen. How are you getting along with your letter, Jimmy? Oh, pretty well. I guess I've got about everything down here. Now, don't go asking for everything the way you did last year. Oh, you girls are all alike. I bet you if we counted the things in your letter and the things in mine, you'd have the most. I bet you I wouldn't either. You would. Well, I won't argue about it. But I bet you my letter's more dignified than yours. Now, stop bothering me so I can finish it. Let me see. P.S. And Santa, there's just one thing more I'd like. A nice red V-L. That's not right. Jimmy, how do you spell velocipede? Uh, velocipede. Uh, V-A... Oh, you're too old for a velocipede anyway. Uh, I guess maybe you're right. 
Judy, Jimmy. Yes, Mother. Right here, Mother. Have you finished those letters to Santa Claus yet? Uh-huh. Yes. That's good because we've something very important to do. What's that, Mother? What do you suppose I have in these cardboard boxes here? I know. Our Christmas tree ornaments. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you promised us we could help you go through them to see if any of them were broken. That's right. Oh, let's hurry, Mother. I can't wait. Just a minute. I'll put them right here on the table. Oh, boy. I hope that little pink Santa Claus didn't get broken. We'll see. Oh, aren't they beautiful? I'll say. I like those big gold ones specially. Everything seems to be pretty much in order. All the tinsel is here, the light. Everything seems to be here except... uh, Except what, Mother? Well, I can't see the silver star anywhere. You mean the big one we always put way up on top of the tree? Yes, but I, I don't see it in any of the boxes. Oh, gee, Mom. I'd feel most awful if anything happened to that old silver star. Me too. Well, we've had it on top of our tree for years and years. Christmas wouldn't be Christmas without the silver star. Now, don't cry, Judy. It's probably just misplaced. I remember Uncle Jed took some things up to the attic last year after Christmas. Perhaps he put it away up there. Could we go up and look for it, Mother? I don't like to have you running around in that old attic. You might get hurt. Besides, it's too cold. But, Mother, please. We've just got to find the silver star. And we have our sweaters on. All right. But you've got to promise to be careful and not stay too long. We won't, Mother. Honest, we won't. Where should we look first? If Uncle Jed put it away, it's probably in that big trunk in the corner by the window. Be careful you don't hurt your fingers when you open it. We'll be careful. Come on, Jimmy. Okay, here we go, up the stairs. Now, don't run, children. You you might fall and get hurt. All right, Mother, dear. Last one up, the Freddy cat. (sighs) Gee, Willikers. They sure are steep stairs. Yeah. They're lots steeper than Mary Louise has in her house. I bet these are the steepest stairs in the world. Sure they are. Whew. Here we are. I beat and you're a Freddy cat. You didn't either, Beat. I got here at the same time, and I'm not a Freddy cat. All right, then. We both beat. Okay. But if we both beat, who is a Freddy cat? Oh, Charlie Simpson's a Freddy cat. Yeah. Gee... There sure is a lot of stuff up in this attic. Yeah, just look at all those suitcases and boxes and things. Yeah, and there's that old spinning wheel and the music box and... Oh, Judy, there's the old trunk Mother told us to look in. Must be awful full of things. The top is enclosed all the way down. Well, you get on one side, Judy, and I'll get on the other. And then we can both lift at the same time. All right, Jimmy. (sighs) Gee, that was kind of heavy. Oh, look, Jimmy. There's one of those old crazy quilts right on top. Take it off and we'll see what's underneath. Okay. There. Mmm. Smells like mothballs, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Do you see the silver star anyplace? Uh-uh. Just a lot of old clothes and stuff. Let's lift this top thing out. Come on, Judy, help me. All right. <sighs> now, let's see. Say, here's a small box of ornaments. Uh, but they're all broken, Jimmy. And the silver star isn't there. Gee, here's one that's not broken. It's a pretty little airplane. It's made out of gold glass or something. We'd better take that downstairs with us. Why don't you put it someplace where it won't get broken? I'd better, I guess. I'll just set it on top of this old dresser here. Anything else, Judy? You bet. Look at this, Jimmy. A little teddy bear with a green ribbon around his neck. Gee, he isn't any more than four inches high. I wonder where he came from. I don't know. Look, look what I found, Judy. A real honest-to-goodness telescope. Isn't it a dandy? It's scrumptious. I bet that belonged to Uncle Jed when he was a sailor. I bet so, too. It sure is a wonderful telescope. 
When I look through it, everything seems a million times bigger. Boy, I bet if I was out on the roof, I could see clear over to England. Farther than that, maybe. You know what, Jimmy? What? This teddy bear is the teeniest one I've ever, ever seen. Sure is. Uh, say, Judy, I bet if we looked at him through this telescope, he'd be a lot bigger. Let's see, shall we? I'll lean him against the back of the trunk and you look. All right. Now, just wait till I get it fixed. Jiminy Crickets! What do you see, Jimmy? Willikers! He looks bigger than anything. Take a look, Judy. Let me see. Goodness! He is big, isn't he? Why, he looks almost as big as we are, only he really isn't. If you'd move over a little, Judy, we could both look at the same time. There. That's it. Can you see him? Plain as day. Judy. Judy, he moved. The bear moved. Didn't you see him moving? I thought I did, but... Sure he moved. Gosh, garage. Judy, listen. He made a noise. Maybe it was just a creaky board. No, it wasn't any creaky board. It was that bear, and I'm going to talk back to him. Oh, Jimmy, maybe you better hadn't. Oh, don't get scared. He can't hurt you. He's really only four inches high. Hey, you, you teddy bear. Garo. Oh. Did you hear him, Judy? Did you hear him? He growled at me. Oh, he did, didn't he? Say, Jimmy, ask him if he's a really, truly live real bear. All right. Hey, teddy bear, tell us. Who are you? I'm the cinnamon bear with the shoe button eyes And I'm looking for someone to take by surprise I go prowling and growling each night after dark But the folks say my growl's just a cinnamon bark Though I growl, garah, and I growl, garoo My victims only say Oh, who's afraid of you? I'm the cinnamon bear with the shoe button eyes And I'm huffy and fluffy and tough for my size I devour lots of honey and cinnamon buns Just to make me ferocious, but nobody runs Now I'll growl, hurrah, and I'll growl, hurroo and if you like to pray, I'm much obliged to you. <laughs> oh, that was wonderful, Cinnamon Bear. Garah! <laughs> Jimmy, let's pretend we're really afraid, huh? It'll make him feel good. Oh, all right. Oh, don't give us a scare like that again, Mr. Bear. Garah! Oh, Judy, I'm scared. Garoo! Oh, Jimmy, hold my hand tight. Sure, and did I really frighten you? Terribly. You just about scared the daylights out of us. Well, I promise not to frighten you anymore. That is, not until me ferocious nature gets the better of me again. Now, would you be kind enough to tell me your names? I always keep a record of the people I scare. I'm Jimmy. And I'm his sister, Judy. I'm much obliged to meet you, I'm sure. Me name's Paddy O'Sullivan. That sounds Irish. Uh, sure, I'm slightly Irish. That's why I wear this green ribbon around me neck. But tell me... What are you two doing up here? Well, we lost the silver star that goes on top of the Christmas tree. Have you ever seen it, Cinnamon Bear? The silver star? Did it have five points? I, well, I think so. Sure, I've seen it lots of times. Oh, show us where the silver star is, Cinnamon Bear. Oh, it's not here now. It's, it's gone. Gone? Oh, dear. What shall we ever do now? Oh, who took it? 
Why, the crazy quilt dragon, to be sure. Who is he? Oh, just a dragon. Not a very good one at that. He's terribly fond of shiny, bright things. Every day for the past month, he's been running into the trunk to admire the silver star. And this afternoon, it got the best of him, I guess. He just upped and ran off with it. Oh, oh now we'll never, never see the silver star again. Here, here, now, don't carry on like that. You can get the silver star back. Well, maybe. How? By going after the crazy quilt dragon. Chase him. I'll help you. Will you really? Oh, sure I will. Crazy Quilt's no great friend of mine. And besides, you were both very obliging and got perfectly terrified when I growled at you. Oh, you're the most wonderful cinnamon bear in the whole wide world. It's very nice of you to say it. Well, if we're going to catch up with the Crazy Quilt dragon, we better get going. Where do you think he went, Patty? Well, if I know Crazy Quilt, he probably headed for the Lollipop Mountains. The Lollipop Mountains? Well, how do we get there? You see that little hole in the wall by the music box? Yes. Well, we just pop right through there. Oh, but, Patty, Judy and I can't get through that little hole. Oh, yes, you can. It's very simple, really. All you and Judy have to do is degrow. What do you mean, degrow? Oh, just degrow. Get smaller and smaller and smaller until you're only four inches high, like me. Gosh, we can't do that. <laughs> Why, it's impossible. Nothing's impossible. I can show you how to do it in a jiffy. Phew. That sounds most magical. Willikers, show us how, Patty. Quick. All right. Now listen very carefully, and I'll tell you how to degrow. Well, well. If the cinnamon bear can show Judy and Jimmy how to degrow until they're only four inches high, then as Judy says, it really will be most magical. And maybe they'll be able to catch the crazy quilt dragon and recapture their precious silver star after all. Anyway, be sure to listen next time and find out just how the cinnamon bear manages to make Judy and Jimmy only four inches high. Five or ten years. I'm happy with that. Yeah. 
So, um, <laughs> yeah, the cinnamon bear. So, I don't. What would you think of that? It's fun, fun stuff. So, what kind? How of many um, copies are it of it? Are there? I think there's like thirty six episodes. Wow, that's neat. So, I don't know if we want to do it, do the whole series, or just uh, sample it, or what. But yeah. Um, we might as well hear how the kids get shrunk down. What kind of drug cocktail the, that he injects them with. So, hmm. uh, but yeah, so you ready? You want to, you want to hear the next one when we have time? Sure. Yeah. All right. Cinnamon bear two. And here's the cinnamon bear. the story of Judy and Jimmy and the cinnamon bear. If you remember, the twins went up into the attic to hunt for a missing Christmas tree ornament, the silver star. While searching through an old trunk, they found a little toy cinnamon bear only four inches tall. But when they looked at him through the big telescope, he got very much larger and started to talk to them. What's more, he told Judy and Jimmy that he could show them how to degrow until they were just as small as he so they could all chase the crazy quilt dragon who had stolen their beautiful silver star out of the trunk. At this very minute, Judy is mighty anxious to learn all about this business of degrowing. Please hurry and tell us how to get small, Cinnamon Bear. Of course, of course. Well, <clears throat> it's really quite simple, you know. It's all in the way you look at it. Now, just uh, pardon me a moment. Do you mind very much if I make one special growl at this spider here? He's been making faces at me, and it's very distracting. All right, but please hurry. It won't take a second. One, two. Grrrr. <laughs> <laughs> he ran so fast you could hear him whistle. <laughs> That's a most effective growl, don't you think? Of course. It's wonderful, Cinnamon Bear. But we've just got to get smaller right away, or we'll never get crazy quilled. Oh, yes. Uh, let's see now. As I was saying, it's all in the way you look at it. We're only as big as we see we are. I don't understand what you mean, Cinnamon Bear. Well, you're used to seeing yourself the way you are now, about four and a half feet high. Now, when you look at me through the small end of the telescope, I'm big, aren't I? Uh-huh. When you look through the small end, things look bigger. 
But if you turn the telescope around and look through the big end, they look smaller. Oh. Now, Jimmy, you take the telescope and look at Judy through the big end. All right. Now, hold still, Judy. Oh, oh my goodness, but you're little. Well, you're no bigger than Cinnamon Bear. Let me look at you, Jimmy. I bet you you're just as tiny as I am. Oh, Jimmy, you're only about four inches high. Really? There. Now, the only thing you children have to do to be small is to see yourselves that way. But how are we going to do that, Cinnamon Bear? Yes, that's what I'd like to know. We can see each other through the telescope, all right. But how can we see ourselves? Sure, and it's simple. The first thing you do is put the telescope up on top of that dresser over there. The, the one with the looking glass. Fix it so the small end is next to the looking glass. And then look at yourselves through the big end. And presto, change all, you'll be as small as me. Isn't it fun, Jimmy? Regular magic. Sure is, all right. Now, come on and help me put this telescope on top of the dresser. It's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. There. We're all set now. Now, wait, wait, wait. Uh, I almost forgot something. I'd appreciate you putting me on the top of the dresser before you degrow. I'll have a hard time getting up there by myself. Of course, Cinnamon Bear. Just hang on to my finger tight. Okay. And up you go. Thank you, Judy. Now you two can look through the telescope. All right. There. Why, I can see you and me, Judy. So can I. And we look so tiny, we... Oh! Gee willikers! You feel funny, Jimmy? Awful funny. everything is. Why, look way over there, Judy. The trunk seems as big as a mountain. And just a minute ago, we were taller than it is. Well, well, how do you like being only four inches high? All right, I guess. Sure is funny, though. I wonder what Mother would say if she could see us now, Judy. She probably couldn't see us unless she looked awful hard. Well, we better get started now if we want to catch the crazy quilt dragon. He's got a pretty big head start. Where do we go, Cinnamon Bear? Right through that hole in the wall. What? down on the floor a while ago. It was only a tiny little hole. Now it looks like a tunnel. That's exactly what it is, Judy. A tunnel. And it leads to maybe land. Maybe land? But you said the crazy quilt dragon probably headed for the lollipop mountains. Sure, and the lollipop mountains are located in maybe land. Come on, let's get started. Oh, dear. How are we ever going to get down off this big high dresser, Cinnamon Bear? In me airplane, to be sure. Why, look, Judy. Over on the other side of the dresser. It's that gold glass airplane I found in the trunk. Only now it's great big. But Cinnamon Bear, we can't go anywhere in that. Why, it's only a Christmas tree ornament. That's where you're very mistaken, Jimmy. That happens to be me very own extra private airplane, and it flies beautifully. It does? It certainly does. Absolutely. And if you want to know what, I once made a transroute beer oceanic flight in it. Come along now. Why, look, Judy. It has a motor and everything. What does it run on, Cinnamon Bear? All the motors in Mabyland run on soda pop. Now, you and Judy climb in first. All right. All right. Oh, gee. This is wonderful. When do we start? In a second, Judy. Uh, can you jiggle that lever while I get the propeller going, Jimmy? Sure. Uh, uh, this one? That's right. Oh, Jimmy, I'm so excited. Contact. Contact. Hold for a minute now, and we'll be off for Mabyland. Here we go. Whee! Oh, gee! Oh, oh. I'll just circle the room a couple of times, and then we'll head for the tunnel. 
where you're flying, Cinnamon Bear. Just missed hitting the trunk. I'm sorry, Judy. Hold tight now. Here we go into the tunnel. It's awful dark in here. How can you see, Cinnamon Bear? Miss you button eyes especially good, you know. Anyway, it won't be dark for long. We're nearly through the tunnel already. Can't you see the light ahead? Sure enough. Why, look, we're outside. Oh, Jimmy, isn't it wonderful? Phew. Oh, it's the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Is this what you call maybe land? Indeed. Do lots of people live here? Scads and scads of them. All kinds of dolls and little animals and funny creatures you probably never even heard of. Are they all nice like you, Cinnamon Bear? Some are rather bad, they tell me, but of course I haven't met all the inhabitants of maybe land be a long way. Oh, it's just like a dream. What is this place we're flying over now? Those are the lollipop mountains, Judy. All those different colors you see down there are lollipop trees. Look, is that the crazy quilt dragon? Where? Way over there, on top of that shiny cliff. Yes, sirree, it's crazy quilt, all right. And that's a cliff at the top of Looking Glass Valley. It's made entirely of looking glass. He probably picked the spot so he could bend over and admire his reflection. He's very vain. Let's hurry and catch him. We must be specially cautious. Mustn't let him know we're after him. We better circle over Looking Glass Valley... You know, just as if we were looking at the view and then get around in back of him and take him be surprised. That's a fine idea. My, isn't it bright, Judy? Just like looking up above you, because it reflects the sky and everything. Hello there! Did you hear somebody call? Yes, over there. Oh, me, it's that awful stork. Stork? Yes, weary willy, and he's a terrible nuisance. Always going around in short pants and bragging about his wonderful travels. You know, he's a globetrotter and he writes books. But don't pay any attention to him. I say, uh, hello there, and cheerio. It seems sort of impolite not to say hello to him. Oh, very well. But I warn you, he's no good at all. No good at all. Hello, Weary Willie. Greetings, my friends, greetings. Uh, could you perchance accommodate a weary wayfarer in your airplane? I've wandered many a mile and I'm most fatigued. Of course not, silly. You're bigger than our airplane is and you leave us alone. We're busy. Look. Jimmy, isn't he funny? He's wearing short pants like a mountain climber or something. And look at those horn-rimmed glasses. They have that silly hat with a feather in it. He's the funniest stork I ever saw. <coughs> well, uh, far be it from me to intrude where I'm obviously not welcome. Of course, I cannot always expect people to be magnanimous or sensible of the extreme honor I am conferring on them by Whatever offering Whatever in the world is he talking about, Cinnamon Bear? Don't pay any attention to him. He thinks he should talk that way because he has a diploma and writes books. Uh, I'll overlook your insinuations, Paddy O'Cinnamon. <laughs> if you cannot assist me in my flight, my young friends, perhaps you have the wherewithal to aid and abet in quenching my most ravenous thirst. He means he's thirsty. Will you please go away, weary willy? We're in a very great hurry to catch the crazy quilt dragon who made off with a silver star that belongs to me friends. Oh, indeed. A daring fellow, that crazy quilt. Yes, and... Furthermore, the only liquid we have on board is the soda pop that runs the aeroplane. So, scram. Oh, soda pop. Ah, delectable. Uh, what flavor? Oh, raspberry. Raspberry? Oh, that will do admirably. What does he mean? My goodness, he's picking up all the soda pop gas. Ah, oh, that was delicious, my friends. A top hole. Thank you, thank you. Now I believe I'll just fly over and tell Crazy Quilt you're chasing him. Or, uh, perchance, I should say, we're chasing him. See you later. Bip, bip. Oh, 
Oh, he's flying away, Cinnamon Bear. You bad old stork. Shame on you. We're beginning to drop. Don't be afraid. We'll make it all right. We're going right down in Looking Glass Valley. Yes, and I can see our reflection coming up to meet us. Whee! Oh, gee. Oh, oh, Jimmy. Oh, Hold tight. Are you all right, children? Sure. That was nothing. I'm all right, too, Cinnamon Bear. But I'm awful angry with that mean old weary Willie Stork. So am I, and if I ever catch him, I'll make him molt where he doesn't expect to. It sure puts us in the fix. How can we ever get out of this valley? The sides are all made of looking glass, and they're straight up and down. I don't want to frighten you, children, but this is really more serious than you think. Really. What do you mean, Cinnamon Bear? Will you promise me not to get scared? We promise. We're not afraid. Well, I know all about this looking glass valley. I flew down here last year and explored it from one end to the other, and I found out... What? Unless you have an airplane or can fly... Yes? There is absolutely, positively, no way to get out. My, my. Our adventurers really are in a pickle, aren't they? Out of soda pop gas on the shiny floor of Looking Glass Valley, with sides too steep to be climbed, and to make matters even more unbearable, the Crazy Quilt Dragon still has the silver star. Let's be sure to listen next time and see what becomes of Judy and Jimmy and the Cinnamon Bear. hardcore cliffhanger yeah really is i i want to know what's happening i mean seriously somebody drinks your fuel kill them you have to to kill them i mean you can't just throw a stork out of an airplane because they'll fly away that's why i put the track him find him and kill him stallone thing (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering why yeah so, uh, oh, look at that. Adam uh, posted a picture oh, of his, he posted uh, his turkey. toykey. Toykey. So it turned out great. We That's did good. a turkey breast roulade at my mom's, which was nice. Cut the turkey breast off the bone and put butter and herbs and stuff like that in it, vegetables, and roll it up and bake it. And it takes a lot less time because there's no bones in it, so... I think it was the first time I've ever had a roulade. Yeah. Tie it up. It was a delightful roulade. Because yeah. roulades. But yeah, so what do you think of the cinnamon bear uh, parts one and two? Is it kind of fun? That's pretty fun. That's a fun little story. Yeah. I like the bad Irish accent, too. <laughs> and now the cinnamon bear. <laughs> and now cinnamon bear. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, seriously, kill that stork. Kill it before it lays eggs. <laughs> uh, you gotta do it. Yeah. All right. Finally, the padding music is done. Well, there you mm-hmm. go, everybody. Uh, we're glad to be back on the air and everything. And uh, we're uh, it, it's right now. It's uh, we're. We're going to run a couple minutes long, so we should probably start wrapping things up right now, Suze. So I'll let you uh, say your piece. I did mention uh, just real quick, 
Tomorrow night on It Came From Cleveland, Boris Karloff. Uh, Miles has a special story for Adam. Uh, Joe's going to be talking about Ted Grant. Uh, or, no, Ted White. Oh, my God. Ted White. Ted Grant. Ted Mr. Grant. Grant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ted White. <laughs> and, um, and Red Fox. Ted and Red. Uh, tomorrow. And, um... Uh, red and white. So Ted Knight, Ted Knight, God, oh, I'm a mess. So and uh, uh, uh yeah, like me, so. what, what's wrong with you? Twilight Zone, Christmas, mixing everybody up with us, all that different, or similar last names. Yeah, I'm a bozo. Anyway, that's <laughs> it. I'm tired. I'm tired. That sourcing all. Uh, I, we had a, a, a. It's been a whirlwind last four hours doing things. Yes. So. Uh, we, we also got a, got a leaf filter installed on our Oh, house. yeah. Leaf filter. We got so. the sign in our front yard to prove it. Yeah, nobody's... So. So no more no more gutter cleaning for me and you. No. My bursitis thanks you. Yes. My bursitis is getting better, though. Don't worry, guys. Bursitis is... Your bursitis will have a happy Christmas. Yeah. So... All right, well time for go to bed but anyway Suze, what do you got you got a, a minute um, and a half that's it um happy hope everybody you know had a happy turkey day but that was a while ago and and yeah. we're going into december and coming closer to the darkest day of the year so it's exciting it's all exciting stuff so it sure is. i should be better decorated by next week but uh listen to uh, it came from cleveland tomorrow you'll enjoy it it'll be a hoot uh, yep 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 all right bye everybody for go to bed.